0: Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken.
1: This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 14, The Sky's the Limit. Guest cast Polly Walker returns as Charlotte Dupre, Joel Gray as Monty the Magnificent, and Kelly Hugh as Abigail Chow. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Michael Jones Morales and John Paul Nickel. Directed by Jack Kenny. Original air date, May 20th, 2013. Please live. And now, the episode quick cat. Season four, episode 14, the sky's the limit. Charlotte Dupree is staking out the warehouse. She is looking for someone, a man. She thinks that the person she's looking for is there and she believes she knows how to get to him. Later in England, she takes a photo of Claudia and sends it off to someone unknown. Steve and Claudia are sent to London to investigate jockeys becoming comatose after winning their races. After much investigation, they determine that a stable boy, who had reported numerous abuses of the horses in question, is using Sitting Bull's riding blanket to punish the abusive jockeys. Claudia is able to bag the blanket before the next victim is affected. Pete and Micah go to Las Vegas to determine why a man fell out of the sky and onto a golf course. Their first suspect, magician Val Preston, floats away just like the other victims. They then turn their attention to Monty the Magnificent, an aging magician who has suddenly added a new trick to his act, levitation. After being questioned by Pete and Micah, and to prove that his levitation trick is actual magic and not dangerous, Monty decides to levitate himself, instead of using a volunteer. Rosie, his granddaughter and assistant, uses the medallion and directs the artifact's energy at Pete, who begins to float instead. When Monty fills in at the missing Val Preston's big show, Rosie volunteers to be the subject of the trick. Rosie's levitation triggers Pete, and he begins to float as well. He is able to catch Rosie and explain the side effects. When Rosie comes back to the ground, Micah is able to bag the artifact, saving Pete from death. Mrs. Fredericks arrives at the B&B with Abigail Chow. She introduces her to Artie as the new owner of the bed and breakfast. Later, we find out that she has been hired by the regents to help Artie through his trauma and grief.
0: Hi, we're back with Season 4, Episode 14, The Sky's the Limit. The Artifacts of the Week, St. Joseph of Cupertino's Medallion, allows user to levitate the person of their choice, including themselves.
2: St. Joseph of Cupertino. Cupertino, California, has a saint? (laughs) No, it's a 17th century friar. He was said to be able to levitate. Oh, okay, so hot young granddaughter finds magic Cupertino floaty thing and gives it to lovable sick grandpa. it would be a great present for someone who's always dreamt of finding real magic. Yeah, but Mikes, he was so sure that he did it himself. Wouldn't it be a better gift not to tell him? And let him believe it is real magic?
3: Cupertino's medal has been seen in centuries. Rumored to give the bearer the power to levitate whoever they choose. Well, rumor confirmed.
2: But but why are people shooting up into the sky?
3: Well, that's inconclusive, and Cupertino was not in control of his ability to levitate. In fact, the church banned him from public ceremonies. They were afraid that he would incite chaos.
2: Well, maybe that's the downside. The victims of levitation later lose
3: control. Yeah, something has got to trigger these victims going up a second time.
0: But causes the last person levitated to uncontrollably ascend into the stratosphere eventually leading to hypoxia and a rapid descent back to earth. Sitting Bull's Riding Blanket enables horse and rider to become one, transfers adrenaline from rider to horse, allowing the horse to perform great feats and speed and strength at the cost of the rider's life.
2: It's an old piece of an Indian
0: blanket with Sitting Bull's. It should be underneath the saddle. Links to artifact descriptions from Warehouse Wiki can be found on our website. Back in the episode, Endless Wonder, I mentioned that Deb, the pharmacy consultant, made me remember something about Lena's story. Mm -hmm. Flashback to a previous previous episode. episode. Now, this is going to get a little cryptic because I'm remembering things now. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. So, this Deb Stanley, seeing her made me remember a little bit more about the storyline, only because I thought she was someone else.
2: Deb Stanley, Park Pharmaceutical. We make Reduxit? We would be very interested to know if our pill is making people taller. It's not just making people taller. There are four people currently in critical condition in the ICU. I didn't know that. Okay, if it is the pill, it can't just be the pill. I keep tabs of all the doctors that are participating in the trial, and whatever's going on, it's only happening here in South Bend.
0: I do remember where Lena's storyline goes. And I always have remembered where her storyline goes, but I don't remember specifics.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But this girl reminded me of that because I thought she was someone else. And it was the someone else that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. This person that I thought Deb was, I completely forgot about until I saw Deb, if that makes any sense. Uh, okay. And now back to the present. At that point, I didn't even remember that they had replaced Lena until I saw Deb. Oh, okay. When I saw her and I saw that she was following them around and knew about the warehouse, it occurred to me, I was like, oh, my God, I remember they replaced Lena. But the only thing I could remember about the person was that she had long, dark hair. Oh, okay. So that's why I thought Deb was the person who replaced Lena at the beginning, obviously at the end when they made her a regent. I knew it wasn't her, but she was what made me remember because I totally forgot they replaced Lena
4: oh okay hello
2: Arthur this is Abigail Chow
3: hi yeah I'm just reorganizing it. what are we having an open house
2: Miss Chow is the new owner of the bed and breakfast
3: new owner how did wish was she
2: she uh, has been briefed by the regents and there has been a request made that you show her around 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 the warehouse well just enough to get her feet wet no need to frighten her off I don't frighten easily.
0: And the Regents hired a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist or something to run the bed and breakfast to help Artie.
2: But,
4: yeah, she's not permanent. I,
0: I can't remember. I remember that Lena was replaced, and I can't remember.
4: But she's a psychiatrist, so I'm hoping. I don't know. I'm just hoping that she's not. She kind of disappears and comes and goes like, um... Mrs. Frederick. Oh, God, what's his girlfriend's name? Wonder Woman. Um,
0: oh, what's her name? oh, oh, Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. Bionic woman. Um, okay.
4: Yeah, bionic woman. Yeah. Okay, Vanessa, I'm thinking one. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that she come and goes like her.
0: Yeah, but Lena came and went, too. She wasn't in all the episodes.
4: Right. I don't know. I'm not, not feeling it for it. As the series goes down, maybe I'll warm up. But right now, I ain't warming up to her.
0: I'm never one that likes a new character. I did like Steve when they brought him in, but I'm not usually one that warms up to a new character. So I get you. Mm-hmm. But she was annoying. She couldn't have been briefed that, all that well by the regents because she wants to touch everything and check them out like they're in a library.
2: What? Is Is this Julia Child's apron? it's
3: yeah, not to be touched. They're never to be touched without proper protection. It's not a curio shop, Miss Chow.
2: The original Ginsu knife. Yeah. Is that an artifact because it can cut through aluminum cans? Yeah,
3: these are very dangerous. Are we-, are we allowed
2: to check things out like a library?
3: No, 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 Ah, I'm sorry. Like it's just, it's just that this place could people can get hurt, okay? And, and it takes a while for people to really grasp just how dangerous these things can be, so I'm sorry.
4: You see this expression on Mrs. Frederick's face? Yeah. She's like, kind of like, huh? Right. You throw a man like Artie
2: Nielsen at me without so much as a warning? What would you have had me say? That he's exactly the kind of arrogant, closed-off know-it-all that drove me away from this work. And I would argue that Arthur is exactly the kind of man that should make you stay look if you really want to help you'll tell me which of these artifacts will help arty numb his pain dr chow we do not use artifacts to solve our problems we prevent the use of them yes i know but if you want me to play in your sandbox i need to have access to your toys
0: they're telling arty the regents briefed her on everything well apparently they didn't because Mm -hmm. even in the warehouse when she just kept questioning all these artifacts and she was annoying Yes, she was. And, you know, Artie slapped her in the hand, and her face when Artie slapped her was priceless. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, he's overreacting, but he doesn't want to see anybody get hurt. And she just couldn't, wouldn't stop. He couldn't control her. But it doesn't take Artie long to figure out that she's a psychotherapist. And then his meltdown about it was hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah.
3: Mrs. Frederick tells me that you are an innkeeper. What a great joke that is. Do you know how humiliating it is? Regions oh, are The Regents are a part of this. Brilliant! Of course they're a part of this. Otherwise I wouldn't come up with such a stupid plan. You'll have nothing better to do than sit around and discuss my mental health. You know what you can do? You can run back to them and tell them you failed. Maybe they can come up with somebody to help you work through your disappointment. See if you can psychoanalyze your way out of the stacks.
0: And she's looking at him like, God, this guy needs help. And she doesn't realize that's him. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he would have reacted about anything like that right and that's true <laughs> but at least we know they're not going to bronze him right but towards the end she does kind of get through to him telling him the story about the patient she was talking about grief agent
2: nelson real gut-wrenching grief is not something you can power through or ignore there's no detours no shortcuts you look it in the eye and you do battle and you keep doing battle until you are finished with it and it is finished with you and if you're not willing to accept that then it will eat you alive
0: and she gets him talking although we don't hear what they actually talk about right. um, i mean i guess that's a good thing he opens up
4: yes he needs to though
0: yes and then we have charlotte dupree casing the warehouse looking for someone and she says that he is there And I think I remember who he is, so I'm not going to elaborate too much on that.
4: All right, folks, I don't know who he is, so (laughs) we're on the same page. Some might know, I don't know.
0: I think I remember, but, you know, my memories of the show seem to be all twisted, so. But later, she takes a picture of Claudia, and I'm not sure why.
4: Yeah, I didn't understand why, unless there's a connection to him, to her. But somehow, when Claudia got zapped in the butt, Somehow I thought it was Charlotte that did it. I don't know why. I don't know I,
0: why. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, because that was weird. She just got zapped in the butt, and then there was really nothing else about it. Right. I don't know.
4: I don't know why that just came to my mind. Is How did she kind of zap her in the warehouse? Because she knows where the warehouse is. That's in my headache. I could be wrong. But that's all I could think about was, oh, wow, she's good. How she get into zap or... Like I said, I could be wrong because Steve was here, and what artifact was there besides the blanket that could have zapped her like that?
0: I don't know. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. And then Pete and Micah get sent to Vegas. And I saw, I recognized this episode when I, s- did. Yeah, when I saw Val Preston, the first magician.
4: Yes. But, mm-hmm.
0: but then I thought, I think I've seen him play a magician before, so I didn't know if I was confusing everything in this episode, but I did remember Joel Grey. DC loves Joel Grey, so that's why it sticks in my head that he was a magician in this episode. But you had to kind of like the fact that Val Preston flew away because he was nasty.
4: I know, oh my goodness. Like he reminds me of like a slimy character. Yes. Great show! Great show! Terrific! Why are
2: there 48 empty seats out there when the hotel is passing out free tickets like their Halloween can? Wow, listen, listen, listen! What good is a promoter who can't get me a full house? Val, wow, Val, wow, listen, the president, well, n- maybe not the president.
4: but... Shut up Without I'm
2: firing you!
1: The desert around Las Vegas is listed with the bodies of nosy people.
3: Oh, yeah? We're not nosy. We're Secret Service. Secret Service?
2: I know why you're here.
1: Do you want to see
2: something truly magical? truly truly magical come on follow me here's the trick i'm making you disappear and you can shove that badge where your search warrant ought to be mr preston we just had some questions no, about no, your no. you want to know my
1: secrets get an
0: executive order originally i thought rosie the granddaughter understood the side effects of the medallion because she didn't want monty to float and she directed it at pete yes but apparently she didn't because she later volunteered herself and she seemed genuinely shocked when pete told her about the side effects when they were up in the air so i i guess she just didn't want her grandfather to do it because of his age and his health
2: levitate me outside we'll knock their socks off
3: now you're talking <laughs> how'd you get up here look i know it's for money okay but every time you do this someone shoots up into the sky and dies what no that's impossible unless you take us down and hand that thing over i'm next oh my gosh this is gonna crush monty yeah, only if i fall on it look we
4: won't tell him okay i promise just take us down he yeah, ain't kind of like one dying man last week
0: yeah which is why when they bagged it she didn't want them to tell him
4: monty
2: if you knew mr preston was trying to steal your trick then why use him as a volunteer
1: because he'll go nuts trying to figure it out you know why
2: it's not a trick It's real
4: magic. Yes.
0: She wanted him to believe it was real magic. And, you know, he hears him, of course, and says there's no fool like an old fool. And then to make it up to him, Pete and Micah bring him to the warehouse to show him real magic.
4: Which I still didn't understand.
0: No. I mean, I understand because he's a magician and magicians are able to keep secrets because they have to, that they thought he could keep the secret. But I can't believe they got clearance to bring somebody into the warehouse.
4: And then he steals something.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to imagine they check him before he leaves.
4: <laughs> I'm just like, really? Yeah. And then I'm like, the light bulb didn't go off in your head? He still the light bulb.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was so weird. I mean, I understand Micah felt really bad that he found out that, you know, he was being played and it really wasn't an artifact. But she's felt bad for people before. And right. I, that know. was a
4: shock when I seen him in there. I'm going, why is he in here? So what if he believes that there's no real magic Who cares? He's an old man. He's going to die in a few more months or years.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe that's why they let him come in.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They could have brought back something.
0: Yeah, but I I guess she wanted to show him that there was real magic.
1: Robert Houdin. They called him the father of modern magic. It was the 1840s. And no, I did not know him
3: personally. (laughs) Harry Blackstone Sr.'s light bulb.
4: (laughs) Another cheap trick.
2: There's no tricks here, Monty. The world is full of magic. Real magic.
3: Most people just aren't ready for it.
2: You're one of the few people who've seen this place. We figured that you could keep a secret.
1: You know, I could put together a whole new act. No, oh, that's sure, not sure, why that's you, you do. It. You oh. Do sure.
3: it. oh, oh.
0: Steve and Claudia go to London to investigate jockeys. Um, And Claudia knows that Steve knows something about the regent business. Yeah. Because Steve is just an awful liar.
4: Yeah, he is.
3: Mrs. Frederick wants to talk to me about some regent issue. And you bring me back a tin of digestive. Regent issue? What? Like what? I
4: don't like it. Something's up. I'm sure everything's fine.
2: Mrs. Frederick stops by with a regent issue and you're not just a little curious? No. No, I'm not. You know something, don't you?
4: You didn't even ask to call her.
2: Reminding me, what do you know about this whole Regent issue?
4: Dog, dog with the bone, nothing.
2: When has it ever worked out well for you to keep a secret from me? I'm not going to like this, am I?
0: But when she does find out that Steve reported to the Regents, she's upset, but she takes it much better than I thought she would.
4: Yeah, because I think she kind of understands. Yeah. I was approached by Adwin Kosan to keep an eye on Artie. What? What, they don't
2: trust him after... And
4: I told them the truth. That he'd been acting erratic.
2: You ratted on him?
4: I'm worried about him. Well, so
2: am I. I didn't go squealing to Warehouse Grass about it.
4: Look, one thing I learned at the ATF, if an agent is not in control, he doesn't belong in the field. Artie is
2: in control. He
4: just... Jumped in front of a moving car with you in the trunk. You both could have been killed. Claude, I won't apologize for doing what is right and what I was asked to do by my boss.
2: We are so not done talking about this.
0: He's unapologetic, and he says that he did the right thing. And I think she knows that, too. Last week, I remember saying that I wonder how Claudia's going to take that when she finds out, and she took it much better. I mean, she said we're not finished talking about it, but they were finished talking about it, pretty much.
4: My funniest part was when um, they're at the racetrack, and, you know, he told them they can't get in. But Once they change their clothes, the other guy tells her about her hat. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. All i do was crack cracking up, and then she tells them, meet me at whatever, hotel room, so-and-so. Yeah. And, okay, that's a good one.
0: She was
2: funny.
4: They get what they deserve. Yeah, maybe they are, but you're not judge and jury. Now, we're pulling devil's share. This stop, Rick. Have
2: you seen what the jockeys do to these innocent animals? It's awful. They should be punished. Yeah, what if one of them dies? Do they deserve to die? Are you a murderer, Ricky?
0: They catch Ricky the stable boy... Who was trying to make the jockeys pay for their treatment of the horses? Random, random, random. And now for some random thoughts, facts, or things that we just thought were funny, or things that we just wanted to mention that don't really need to be discussed but deserve a mention. But first, the funny. Alrighty, alrighty. There you go, Mike. Why
4: don't you uh, take San Augustine Steakhouse? I'll take the uh, Luxie
3: Lounge and then whatever.
2: This other place?
3: Yeah. Oh, what is it? I don't even know.
2: Girls, girls, girls. This place?
3: Fine. Okay, I'll take the Luxie Lounge and we'll do girls, girls, girls together. It'll be a lot of fun. <sighs> Alright, well, I suppose if I have to, I could stick around here for a couple days, you know, get to know the girls, see if an artifact pops up. Or we could do an artifact search together in about 20 minutes, either
2: way. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, I remember them. Totally out of control, especially that one. Annoyed everybody in my section and no tip. They were
2: downing Irish carbons like water. I don't know how they stood up right. And lousy tippers. Was this one with them? You bet. He was the big tipper. Did you ever actually see him float? Mmm, trust me, nothing about that kid was going up, if you know what I mean.
3: He was hammered. Oh, come on, coach. It's the fourth quarter. Don't bench Pete.
2: me. I left cookies in the glove compartment. Fire! you
3: don't bag this artifact
2: soon, Pete here is hopping the stairway to heaven. It's, it's
1: buying. Buying the stairway to heaven. Well,
2: I'm not a Rolling
4: Stones expert.
0: Oh, no. It's so funny that Steve is afraid of horses.
4: Oh, yeah. What do you think? Anything bigger than a house? There she is.
1: Trudy Stein.
2: Did you not know there were horses here?
1: I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm more comfortable with animals that fit my house.
2: Let's go have a wee chat with Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> what? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with the horse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like we said earlier, Abigail apparently has a story about why she quit being a therapist. And it's something about a patient, but does it feel like to you it's just some random patient?
4: I don't know. To me, it's not a random patient.
0: It feels like there's more to that story. hmm Like maybe it was her husband or father or brother or something.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, um, what was his partner's name? Whose partner? Artie. Uh, McPherson? McPherson.
0: Oh, I didn't even think it was somebody we knew. That's a thought.
4: You know, it could be people like them that need counseling, you know, for all this stuff and how to deal with normal life. So that's all I'm thinking. It could be somebody, but it could be somebody that she counseled, but either didn't work out the way she thought it would, or they died like the Pearson. He, he got evil.
0: Right. I, it didn't even occur to me it would be somebody we knew. That's, that's a good thought. I was thinking it was someone close to her that we don't know, but yeah. I guess this... What's it? What is it?
4: Dimestradome? Oh, my
0: God. What's the thing that brought him back 24 hours?
4: Oh!
0: Oh, my God.
4: Astrolabe?
0: Astrolabe. I was waiting for some of my questions to be answered, and it looks like the story's just over.
4: Yeah, that's what it seems like.
0: I don't know. I just thought there was going to be more to it. And I can't remember if we talked about it while recording or if we talked about it later, but way back, before all my crazy theories way back you had mentioned that you thought something about i don't know if you thought the whole storyline was fake and Oh, okay. somehow we were going to go back and it would be steve's first day do you remember talking about that
4: yeah Mm-hmm.
0: So I kind of had that in my mind too.
4: Yeah, but it just went out like nonchalantly Like, okay,
0: it looks like it's over. I don't know. I'm disappointed because we still don't know why Sykes didn't die when Marcus died when Claudia stopped the metronome.
4: Yeah, there's going to be questions that are going to be left unanswered.
0: I don't like that. So. <laughs> All right. It was a good episode, but it was kind of quick. There wasn't a lot to talk about. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I enjoyed both of them. I did. Yeah. Because it, it did brought me back. It name Morty.
0: Monty, yeah. Oh,
4: Monty. It brought me back to him, and I remember the episode, and I was like, okay. But yeah, they were kind of quick. When Miss Frederick comes and goes, that's still funny because it still shook, you know, shook her, too.
0: Speaking of Mrs. Frederick, I paid attention to her clothes, and you're right. It is the same thing. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, those couple episodes that I said Mrs. Fredericks has had the same clothes on for three episodes. Apparently, yeah. she always has the same clothes on.
4: Yeah, all the time. Right. If nothing else for wardrobe budget was minimum. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Who we need three suits. <laughs> they kind of all repeatedly wear kind of almost the same thing though
0: i know and that's kind of nice because it's like you know i mean these are just people they're not like millionaires or anything so you would expect to see the same clothes you know right mm-hmm. so you got anything else
4: no that's it
0: all right so we'll be back next week with episode 15
4: all okay well we'll see you next week i killed someone i love i don't know what to do about it
0: Let's talk. Who's this guy?
4: You walk away with
0: dignity. The wizard. The wizard? From what? In concert. The Wizard of Oz Oz in concert. What's his name? Do you remember?
4: Joan. Ray. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13 thwarehousecom or on Podbeat. The music for the 13th warehouse: Reflections in the mirror provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th warehouse.
0: And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts,
4: Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.